Pirkei Zebeliezer at Paraklamentes. So that's in the sto- the story of Pirkei Zebeliezer is picking up from the last thing we did in in, in the middle of last parak. We spoke about this story. There's a chair over there for you. Why are you in goals? Why not? It's Gishmak. The we spoke about the Yosef being sold. That was the last thing. So now the Medrash is going to pick up with Yaakov Avinu finding out that Yosef was is still alive and then coming down to Mitzrayim. It sort of like skips the middle, and then later on in the parak it like backtracks and like tells you what was the whole thing that happened with Yosef and going to jail and the story with Potiphar, Aisha's Potiphar and whatever. I don't know why the the Medrash is structured like that, but it's just that's an interesting way it's structured. But so the Medrash says you read the Revi'is Shiyored LeMitzrayim. I don't know if you remember way back when in Perik Yudalid. So we introduced the thing called the Esther Yuridis. The Hashem came down. It says that he a lot of Yerida of coming down ten times in Chumash that Hashem came down and very actively or very obviously intervened in the course of history. Right? If the first one was Hashem came down by Gan Eden and he said to other uh, Mishnah like what, what what happened over here? The second time was by the Dorha Palaga. The third time was when Hashem destroyed Stoim. So this is the fourth one. The fourth time that Hashem came down is Shiyarad LeMitzrayim. The Hashem went down to Mitzrayim. When Yaakovin goes down to Mitzrayim, Hashem comes down with him. Shneva it says in the pasuk, Onichi Ered Imcha Mitzrayma. When Yaakov Avinu was considering whether he should go down to see his long-lost son in Mitzrayim, so he went to Beersheba to offer sacrifices and ask Hashem what he should do. And Hashem said, don't worry, go down to Mitzrayim. I'm going to go down with you to Mitzrayim. Hashem said, I'm coming with you. So Hashem also came down to Mitzrayim. So it's an interesting thing. The, 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 that... Well, we'll explain what it means in a few minutes, but um, it's an interesting thing that when the Medrash talks about, first talks about the Esther Yeridois, so it just like cryptically says, Achas Beganeden, Achas Pesarapologa, Achas Bistoim, Achas Bimitzrayim. Or at least we had such a gears over there in Perkudal. Achas Bimitzrayim. So what does it mean, Achas Bimitzrayim? So we're understanding it's talking about Hashem going down with Yaakov in Utimitzrayim. The Zayis Ranan on that Medrash over there by Esther Yeridois, he says, what does it mean, Achas b'Mitzrayim? That's talking about Makas B'chayrus. And then the Bayes HaGod over here asks the Kashi, he says, what do you mean? First of all, it doesn't say a lashon of Yerida by Makas B'chayrus. It says, V'varti b'Eretz Mitzrayim. I'm going to pass through, but it doesn't say I'm going to go down. But it doesn't say Yerida. That's first of all. And second of all, it's explicit over here in the Pekah that what does it mean, the Yerida by Mitzrayim? It means that Hashem went down with Yaakov, you know. Okay. So what's the story? Shama Yaakov al Yosef Shuchai. Yaakov Inu heard that about Yosef that he's still alive. And he was pondering in his heart. And he said, He said, How can I forsake the land of my forefathers, the land that I was born in, the land that the holy pre- the presence of the Holy One, blessed be He, is in it? Right, and the Rav Chaim Falachi says sort of like that Yaakovin was bothered by like like it's my Nisayan over here seems to be the exact opposite of the Nisayan of my grandfather Avramovino. His Nisayan was to leave everything and go to Eretz Yisrael, and my Nisayan is to leave everything and leave Eretz Yisrael. And I should go to an un- unholy land, uh, uh, an impure land, into 
in the midst of slaves, Bnei Chom, the descendants of Chom, because Mitzrayim is one of the sons of Chom, so the Mitzri- and if Chom is cursed that they're supposed to be slaves, even though the Pasuk says that the curse was on Canaan, but we, we explained earlier that the curse was really going, it was really Chom who did the Vera, at least according to the Blizzard and other Mepharshim, right? So they're, 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 they're supposed to be slaves, I should go to the land of slaves, that they don't have your Shemaim between them, this lotion of Yerushalayim between them is a little bit funny. We'll get to it in a second what, 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 what exactly that means. Omar Allah Kaddish Baruchos, Hashem said to him, Yaakov, Yaakov Al-Tiro, don't worry, don't be scared. Anoichi Ered Imcha Mitzrayma, Vanoichi Alchal Gamalai. This is the lotion of Pasuk. Al-Tiro, don't be scared. Anoichi Ered Imcha Mitzrayma, I'm going to come down with you to Mitzrayim. Vanoichi Alchal Gamalai. And I'm also going to bring you up from Mitzrayim. So don't be scared. You should go 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 down to Mitzrayim. So before we get to the stam the, the shaila of what does it mean that Ein Yerushalayim Beinehem between them? We should say like Ein Yerushalayim Bahem. Why does it say Beinehem? But before we get to that question, um, there's another more said it's a good question. What's happening over here? Yaakov knows he's he's Should he go to Mitzrayim? Should he not? And Hashem says no. Don't worry. I'll come with you. What, what was bothering Yaakov? You know, like what? So the Beis Halevi, that's uh, the 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 Reb Chaim Brisker's father, the Beis Halevi al So in Parshas Vayigash, he has a vart. To ex- he's not going on this medrash, but he's really more going on the psukim. But it fits into what the medrash is saying over here. It says that Yaakov Avinu, of course, he knew that Hashem told Avram Avinu that his descendants are going to be strangers in a foreign land for four hundred years. And Yaakovinu was well aware of that, and he knew that at some point, you know, he's going to have to leave Eretz Yisrael and go to a strange land. What was Yaakovinu bothered by? Yaakovinu was bothered, and he realized that by him going down to Mitzrayim, you know, that's going to be the beginning of the fulfillment of that promise to Avram Avinu. So what was Yaakovinu bothered by? He was bothered by, does it have to be the foreign land is going to be Mitzrayim? I have to go to Mitzrayim? Such a impure place Yaakov was worried or scared that if he, he and his descendants have to, have to go into the Golas Dafka and Mitzrayim they're going to become corrupt by Mitzrayim themselves they're going to become like Mitzrayim they're going to do, start doing the same affairs as Mitzrayim is and if they end up going there as, for Golas they're never going to end up coming back because they're they're gonna sink down so low that they'll never they'll, they'll never have a schus to come back out of Mitzrayim. They won't they won't be zeicher to the gula. But doesn't Yaakov Avinu know the promise Hashem made to Avram Avram Avinu? We'll be slaves in a foreign land. Yeah, but it could be that him. that promise is only gonna be you know if you're worthy. But if you go to the foreign land, and then you go really down low, and you, you you sink to the depths of low lowness. So then maybe maybe the the promise doesn't doesn't apply anymore. So that's what he was scared of. Maybe we could read the promise a little differently. Like if you, even if you go low, and if it happens to you, I promise that I'll save you. I'm not arguing with Betsam, I'm not arguing with what either of you guys are saying. It could be that that's really included in what the answer is. The answer is that Hashem says to him, Don't worry, I'm going to come down with you to Mitzrayim and I'm going to take you up. So basically he says, What does it mean I'm going to take you up? It says, I'm going to take you up out of Mitzrayim even if it's early, earlier than the 400 years, because I'm going to make sure that you don't go that low that you'll never be able to come out. 
like the Mekubalim say that Klal Yisrael was on the Memtas Shari Tumah, and if they would have stayed in time another second, so then you know they would have they would have been stuck over there and they wouldn't have been able to leave because they would have been they would have sunk so low. So Hashem took them out early so that they won't go that low. So Hashem, that's what Hashem is promising. So I'm going to make sure that you go down, and if you and even if you end up doing a very and, and, and you know, going seeking to low depths, it's okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to make sure that you won't go that low. I'll take you out before that happens. That, that's the bit slaves. We 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 talk to see that in Parak Memches that Klal Yisrael we spoke about in Parak Memches that they went out early. You know this is one of the considerations. Um. Oh, so, so we have the shadow. What does it mean? Ein Yerushalayim beinehem. Why does it say they don't have Yerushalayim between them? It should say they don't have Yerushalayim in them. What's between them? So Rabbi Yomi Israel says a vart that like this. We know in, in Mitzrayim, so the official religion was that Paro was God. Paro made himself into a god. He says, the, the river, which was pro- before that, that was the main god of Mitzrayim. They worshipped the Nile River. So Paro says, this is in the he says, the river is mine, and I made myself. So he's saying, Paro saying, I'm God. This is Midrashim to talk about. Paro used to claim that he was God. So if that was the official, that was the official religion in Mitzrayim. So fine. If you disagree with it, so then you you would get killed. So, but Rebbeleel Mizra says that fine, but that's on the outside. But could be that on the inside, people really would believe in Hashem. You know, between you, just between you and me. You know, I know that really Hashem exists, and Pyro is not really God. Just between you and me, right? But but on the outside, I have to make sure that people think that I think Pyro is God, because otherwise, kill me, right? So so the is saying no. Even between them, they don't have Yerushalayim. Even between them, not just like you know, they they don't have it on, on the outside. It looks like they worship Paro, but even on the inside, they don't have. They don't, between you and me, between between people secretly, there's no there's no Yerushalayim uh, Yaakovinu heard the matter that Hashem said to him, Go down, I'm going to come with you and I'm going to bring you up. And the Manish is also going to later on say another Peshat was the mean that Hashem is going to go down and come up with us. Yaakovinu heard this matter that he promised he's going to bring him up. And Yaakovinu took his wives and his sons and his daughters and his daughters and the daughters of his sons and he brought them with him to to Mitzrayim. Shinama, as it says in the Pasuk, Banov Uvnevanov Itoi, Binaisov Uvnais Banov Imoi. Right, that's what it says in the Pasuk. That he went down to Mitzrayim with his sons and, and, and his grandkids, basically, also. Uh, the Radal points out an interesting thing that in the Pasuk it doesn't say his wives. Here in the Medrash it says Lokachas Nashav, he took his wives. In the Pasuk it doesn't say anything about his wives. Right? So the Medrash here is being Mechadish that Yaakovinu's wives came down with him to Mitzrayim. And we don't know exactly, let's say, you, 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 we know Yaakovin had four wives, right? Rachel, Leah, Bilo, and Zilpah. So Rachel, we know, already died beforehand when, when Benjamin was born. Leah, we don't know exactly when Leah died. Bilo, Zilpah, also, Pashas, we don't know. So when it says Nashav, it's probably referring to some combination of Leah, Bilo, and Zilpah. Ubayi, <coughs> uh, so the Radal says that, that the Medrash over here is sort of weighing in on another Machlekes. We saw. We well, say. Suggesting that one of them, or, or two of them, or three of them. No, not three of them. Two of them were already dead, except for yeah. Rachel. Why? 
No, I, no. We, no, we don't know. Plural, it says Nashav. It says, nashav. It says mm-hmm. his wives. We don't. Down. So it could be. It could be two, three. It could be two or three. Why? Why are you saying the, the two or three? Three. Why not? Why two? Okay, three. Okay, maybe three. Yeah. Okay. You don't know. We don't. Know. No, I'll, I'll, I'll say why. There's a, there's a magic. It's like it's, when you, when Yosef originally had his dream that the sun and the moon are, and the twelve and the and the eleven stars are going to bow down to him, right? So, so Yaakov Avinu you know, was tried to like make a joke at it. not make a joke, but he tried to make his the brothers ne- not take it as seriously. And he said, "Am I and your mother and your brothers gonna come and bow down to you?" No. So obviously this dream is shtuyot because it can't be that me, my, and your mother and your, and your brothers are gonna come and bow down to you because your mother's already dead. So you know, it, 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 that can't be a fulfillment of the dream. Right, it's a gemara in brachas, you know, the gemara in that last parak in brachas, and the gemara says from here you see that ain chaloim b'loy dvarim b'teilim. Every dream is not going to be a hundred percent in the sky. It's not going to be a hundred percent fulfilled. There's always going to be dvarim b'teilim in the dream, right? So you see that. So 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 it sounds like from that from from that from that Gemara that there was no way of being mekayim the idea of uh, Yosef's mother Kilo bowing down to him, right? Now the Radal brings another Medrash. The other Medrash says that what does it mean that his mother is going to bow down to him? It means that Bilhah is going to bow down. Like Bilhah sort of took the place of Rachel. In a lot of different ways, Bilhah took the place of Rachel because the, I think it's the Arizal says that Bilhah has two. That all of the Imohis they have a hey in their name because hey is is the is the letter of Olam of Olam and the letter of building in Olam So Sarah has a hey. Right before she had the hey, she wasn't able to have children. Rivka has a hey. Right? Leah has a hey. Rachel doesn't have a hey, but Bilhah, who's sort of in 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 Rachel's place, has two hey's. So like one of the hay's really was sort of going for Rachel, and one of the hay's is for herself. But the point is that Bilah sort of took the place of Rachel. When when Rachel died, so Yaakov Avinu moved his tent, moved his bed. Well, one second. When Yaakov, when Rachel died, so Yaakov Avinu moved his bed into the into the tent of Bilah. And Reuven didn't like it. He said that you know that's a it's a bizarre to, to to his mother Leah. But you see that Bilha and Rachel are sort of like a continuation of each other. Yeah. So if Bilha would bow, bow down to Yosef, so you know that would be a key of Yosef's dream that his mother is going to bow down to him, right? So you see, according to that medrash, that Bilha was still alive when they came down to Mitzrayim. Now according to the Gemara, where the Gemara said Ein, ein betelim, so then it could be that Bilha was already dead. So we don't know. We don't know what what what, what was up with Bilha at this point. You said when Naftali, when Naftali was was born, the pasuk says it pretty explicitly. Yeah. There was the Rachel was was Kale like a um um what's it called? Kale she gave birth to yeah, to Don and Naftali, and she 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 she, she 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 is the one who gives the name. Right. And she's the one who says, you know, my my servant, in, 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 sort of instead of me, or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. The is very, is very yeah, I mean, Bilha was she was Rachel's maidservant, so yeah. she was sort of like an extension of Bilha, of Rachel in a way. And didn't we say also that some some hold it like a sister? sister? Yeah, probably they, they were all sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We hadn't picked it up. Yeah, it's here. yeah, we said it in Parak. Could be one here, one of those weeks. Um.
From a different mother or the same mother from the same mother? It was the same pack that we spoke about the truffin. What pack was that? Lamed Vav? It was in pack Lamed Vav, yeah. Okay, let's go right there. Manish brings sort of a steer in Psukim. It says, It says in one Pasuk, When it's listing all the people that came down to Mitzrayim, with Yaakov, it says, And his daughter Dina. And here it says, His sons and his daughters. So, implies multiple daughters. But then when it's listing them, it only says, It only says Dina. Right? So it's a steer in Psukim. Is it Sturm Psukim or is it Sturm Kirkin Rabbi Ezra? No, Sturm Psukim. Where is it say? Shnei Mar Banav Ubnei Vanav Ito. That's Pusuk. No, there was Pusuk. No, the, the, the continuation of that Pusuk is... The, 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 the continuation of that Pusuk is... Okay. Right? So, so the question is, you know, was it one daughter or multiple daughters? It's coming to teach you that the daughters of Yaakov Inu were the wives of his sons. And all the descendants of Yaakov Inu married their sisters and their relatives. Right? Meaning... We, we, we've, I think we, we, we mentioned this before. There's the Machlekes and the Midrashim who the Shvatim married. Did they marry Knaniyais or did they marry their sisters? So this man over here is going like the opinion that they married their sisters. Well, what happened to Yehuda? What? Yehuda. Oh, so what happened to Yehuda? But, so, so it could be there's two exceptions. By Yehuda, first of all, the Pasuk explicitly says, Vayar Sham Yehuda Ish Vayar Sham Yehuda Bas Ish Knani Ushma Yeshua Yehuda saw a man, whatever, and he married the this, this, he, the daughter of this Canaanite man, and uh, and he married this lady Bashua, right? So it says explicitly by Yehuda, seemingly that he married a uh, Canaanis, and also by Shim by Shimon. So the sons of Shimon, who are the sons of Shimon? Of Shimon, Yimuel or Nimuel, Yamin, Ve'Ohad, Ve'Yachin, Ve'Tzayhar, or Tzayhar, and Shaul ben Canaanis. So who's Shaul ben Aknanis? It seems like his son Shaul was a son through a Kanani woman, ben Aknanis, right? So how does that how does how does how does that work with this medrash? So first of all, if you want to say that they married Kanani, it's not like our medrash over here. So then it's not well, not a question. Second of all, you could say that maybe yeah, Yehuda and Shimon maybe were 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 exceptions. Another Mahalach you could say is there's a medrash that says that what wh- who's Shaul ben Aknanis? That was Shimon's son that he had from marrying Dina. Dina is called a Knanis because she was Nivala Knani. That's what the Medrash says. But what about Yehuda? So Yehuda, you could also say that really all the, all the Shatim married their siblings. Or, or didn't marry necessarily Knaniyais. They married people, let's say, even from Aram. In Sefer Yosher it says that they married people from Aram, like their third, third fourth cousins, whatever, from Aram and Aram, back from like Lovin's family. From Nochor's family, but uh, it, it's interesting that the uncle says that when it says in the pasuk that by by Yehuda it says Bas Ish Knani, so it doesn't say Bas uh, Bras Gvar Knanoya. That's not what it says in the Targum Unclus. It says Bas Ish Knani Bas Gvar Tagra. Tagra a Tagar is a merchant. So sometimes 
sometimes the word Canaani doesn't mean Canaanite, like like a descendant of Canaan of the people that inhabited there to saw before, but rather the word Canaani means merchant. Um, still, still a goy. What? Still a goy, still a, a, a goy yeah. but it's not as bad. They're not. It's not. Let's say Orum Ein Orum is Davik Bebaruch. They also the Mefarshim I think say it also on the pasuk of. Right, the, the pasuk also says v'chagar nasan al knani. I think the Mefarshim they're saying in that context as well that knani in by Eishes Chayil v'chagar nasan al knani. The knani means a means a merchant. But that's what the, this is what the Marzu says over here. Now, so there's, you know, there's another Medrash that also sounds like the married Kananias. There's a Medrash that says that Yaakov Vinu made a tzavah before he died. So he said that he, didn't, he doesn't want any of his grandkids, he doesn't want any of his, uh, chil- his grandkids to carry his coffin when, when, when they go to bury him. Because his grandkids are descendants from Kananias. So that that also assumes like the, that opinion that they were Canaanites. But Bamid Bar Abba Parsha Beis, the Radal brings it down over here. Al Kaponim. So our Medrash understands that they all married their sisters, right? So Benayisov are included in when we talk about Bonov. So we didn't have to mention it separately. But then Dina, we didn't because. Because as we said in Paraklamid Vav, Dina she didn't, she wasn't born with her zivuk together, so they weren't. So it's not included. So it's true. Benayzav is true, and the S Dina Bita is also true. The the Radal um, points out an interesting double lashon over here. It says that they call Zarish Yaakov Lachul Achiyasem. They married their sisters Usher Besaram and their relatives. Now it's a little bit of a redundancy. They married their sisters and their relatives. They're, your sister is your relative. Why does it say it twice? So he says Tupshatim. Either it's coming to tell you that Sheer Bisarum is like is like a lashon of erva. Ish Ish El Kol Sheer Bisarum Leistrikuvul Legalis Erva is a lashon that that's the the parsha of of Arayis. So it's coming to tell you that even though they're mamish in erva, because usually usually by Bnei Nayach. So you're only in erva through your mother's side and not through your father's side. They don't have yichlus from their father's side, right? So you would, you could say, you could you could say that they married their paternal sisters. They married their uh, their paternal sisters, but not their maternal sisters, right? So the Radha says that no, the marriage is coming to say that, no. They even married their maternal sisters, their sisters from the mother, which is otherwise utter to bnei Nayach, Still, they married them, but that's why it's a sheir besarim. Or he says it's referring to the fact that Yosef married the daughter of Dina, like we said in the last paragraph, that Yosef married the daughter of Dina, so that wasn't his sister, it was his niece, so, we, so it's included in Sher Basarm. So that they won't intermarry with the nations of the land. Therefore, the descendant, the, the seed of Yaakovin is called Zera Emes, the, the seed of truth. Shinemar. Kulay Zera Emes. They're, all of them are Zera Emes, or Seed of Truth. I'm not sure what to do. What? So you're about to say, I'm not sure what to do with Yehuda? No, I'm, uh, no, I'm just, I'm not sure what the manager is trying to say over here. What's, the, what's this mile of Zera Emes? What's the Zera Emes? Like, like Yaakovin is called Emes. Titan Emes, Yaakov. 
so like the descendants of Yaakovinu are like they're all like double descendants of Yaakovinu sort of. You don't have any outside genes. Right. I guess it's something like that. Emes. They're all genes of Emes. The question of Yehuda. Kuloy Emes. And why didn't then Yehuda is Malchus Israel not included? Yeah. If Malchus Israel comes from Yehuda, so then wh- wh- why did it have to be like that? Yeah. Dafka would have said the opposite. I would have said somehow. Only Malchus Israel, Yehuda was the only one that married his sister, and everybody else married Goyim. I mean, the, I mean, the truth is, the truth is like this: Yehuda married this Bathsheba, and he had three sons with her, Aaron and Shelah. Aaron and Shelah died without children. Nothing comes from it. Shela, no, Shela comes from so, so uh, Shela comes from you from Yehuda marrying Bathsheba, and then Yehuda married Tamar. Who, 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 there's a marriage that says that Tamar is the daughter of Shem. Right? So Shem is, you know, Milchus. And then from that was Peretz and Zerach. So like only a third of Yehuda's descendants are really from what might be Canaanis. Maybe. What? Wait. Yeah. Yeah, only a third. Because... Because... What's the Mara? She was... The Medrash says that she was the daughter of Shem. Rashi and Saita talks about it. It doesn't say who she, where she came from? Says went back to her father's house. Yeah, It's funny you should ask that because it's a little bit difficult to say that she went. If her father is shame, so how does she go back to her father's house if her father is dead? Because if you make if you make a cheshbon, so shame died um, even before Yaakovina went down to to get to get married. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Marshal Megillah makes the Cheshman. I, I don't remember exactly how old Yaakovin was when Yaakovin went to what they called the Yeshiva of Shem the Aver. Shem was already dead. No, there's, 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 there's something in the Megillah. I think Chapei or something like that. And then end of third paragraph. That what? Uh, the 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 says about the the Masi Yehuda. Yeah. And there's a Cheshman there. I think one of the Marshals says a Cheshman there, and then it explains that uh, Tamar went back to where her father father was. Father's house, even, even though he was dead. Right? Even though he's dead, it's still called his house. Yeah. Right, it, it's a, the Dastakanim, the, the, the Tesis says also. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. 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 What's it called? They made um, a genealogy of all the males, and it was 66. Plus Yosef and his two sons, which is another three people, the 69. There's 70 minus 1, meaning 69 people altogether. And Dina? Yeah, if you look, um, I believe... No, Dina's counted also. Dina is counted, but... So that's the thing. In Parshas Vayigash, if you look in the Pesukim, Parshas Vayigash, so the Pesukim go through who were the people that came down with Yaakov Avinu, and it says, it says that there were 70 people that came down. Yechashman, it's only really 69. So the Shaila is, how do you how do you answer who's the 70th? Yeah. So you guys are all saying, jumping the gun, sort of, and you're, go, you're all saying Rashi, which is based on, a, on the Gemara, Bava Basa, and Megil, whatever, it's based on the Gemara's insight, I think also, that Yecheved was Nelda Ben Achimais, she was born between the Chaymas, so like, it, it, it's it's 69 and it's also 70, because like when they left it was 69, but like when they got there it was 70. 
Right? So that's sort of basically how Rashi explains it. The Rashbam in Bava Basra um, seems to say not like that. Because the Rashbam in Bava Basra seems to understand that that um, Yechavid was born once they got to Mitzrayim, like right after they got there. Oh, all of this is based on a pasuk in last week's parsha, by the way, because it says in the pasuk. Um, so we say Her birth was in Mitzrayim But her, the conception She wasn't conceived in Mitzrayim she was con- Her mother was pregnant with her even before And the Dasa Canaan by the way says that Esau was her, her mother's name Asher Yolda Esau Lelevi The Esau was the name Very schwer Pasha would say he's saying that no, he's, Pasha's saying that because they must have had some sort of girsa that the word I saw wasn't with a mapik hay, so that's why he was darshaning it. But we have I saw with a mapik hay, so then it's like okay, so wh- where's the where's the room to make such a drasha like that? that? That's what some people say. But the point is that there was the the, the pasuk says sixty nine and it says seventy. So, but the Rashbam understands that she was born completely in Mitzrayim. So how do you understand the seventy? Where's the, where does the seventy come from? Yeah, for some reason everyone counts Menashe and Ephraim as part of the seventy. Yosef and his two sons. Yeah. Because they didn't come. They didn't. I don't know. I hear. They didn't come down. They didn't come down with the family. They were there before. Yeah, I hear. But the Rashbam doesn't count. Doesn't count Miriam. It doesn't count Yochavet. And in Parshas Vayigash, the Rajbam himself explains why. And because the Rajbam says that, you know who's the 70th person? It says Yaakov, you know. Ya- it's Yaakov and his 69 descendants are 70 people altogether. That's how the Rajbam explains it. Yeah. And then the Pusik, is, is, I, think the, I thought the Pusik was Majman that Yaakov came down with 70 people. Yeah, cool. uh, how I don't know how the pasuk went. There, are, there's yeah. the MS is that there are a few different pesukim in Parshas Vayigash yeah. and in Parshas in the beginning of Shmois. There's different pesukim that that are sound are have mashwas in different ways. There's also I think another mahalach that also wants to count Bill as the seventieth person maybe, even though she's not a descendant of Yaakov. I don't know. I don't remember where I got that from, but the the manager over here is going to take a different turn. It says that they came down with seventy people minus one. Me also Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What did Hashem do? Nichnas imahem b'minyan. Hashem entered Himself in the count. V'olu lemitzvah shivim, and it came out to the number of seventy. L'kaim hashenemar to fulfill what it says in the pasuk. Onichi ered imuchah mitzrayim. I'm going to go down with you to mitzrayim. So Hashem is going down with them to mitzrayim. So you know where the seventieth is? It's Hashem. That's what the manager is saying here. It's like similar to like last parak. We had like Hashem was mashlim the minion to make the cherem. Yeah. Here Hashem is mashlim the min the misbar shivim. And he said, "Ered." Right. I'm gonna go down with you. Now here's another part. When Bnei Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim, Nisyachu kol agvarim shishim riboy chaser echad. It came out to be six hundred thousand minus one, right? It came out that when Jews were, were leaving Mitzrayim, it was 600,000 minus one people leaving Mitzrayim. Where do we get that from? So the Radal says, because it says in the Pasuk, um, by Yitzhak Mitzrayim, it says, Like 600,000 Ragli uh, people coming out, whatever. Right? 
That's that's lashon of the pasuk. Kishe Yishmi Yisro Ela Fragli. So like six hundred. What does it mean? Like six hundred thousand. Okay. So it means that it's not literally six hundred thousand. It must be chaser echad, right? Chaser echad, and then melus akadish. Or or you could say. Yeah. Oh, so Me'as Hakadosh Baruch So what did Hashem do? Nichnas bebispari mohem. Hashem joined in the number with them. Va'olam isparim shishim riboy. And then it came out to a full number of six hundred thousand. Lakaim Hashememar to be mekayim. What it says in the pasuk: Anochi aridim chametzayim, Anochi alchal gamaloi. I'm gonna go down with you to Mitzrayim, and I'm gonna come up with you from Mitzrayim. So Hashem was mashlim the shear of seventy people going to Mitzrayim, and Hashem was mashlim the shear of six hundred thousand people that came out of Mitzrayim. Why was that number of seventy important? What? Why is the number of 70 so important? Why is the number of 70 so important? I was going to say the, the other question. What? More. Why is 600,000? Minus one more. You know, both are questions. What dafka do it have to be these two numbers? There's a maharal behind you if you want to know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We we do we did find a thing. We we said this in Parakhalid. I'm guessing. Because those that say it wasn't six hundred thousand, it was six hundred thousand. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. And yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Just, we just round off. We we said like this in Parakhalid, which I just I, I recently came across something interesting about it. But in Parakhalid, we said says the pasuk Bahanchel Yoyin Goyim. That when Hashem decided to divide the different nations of the world, so Hashem did it, um, like the like the number of the sons of Israel, and how many nations of the world are there? Seventy. And what's mispar bnei Yisrael? So we say that mispar bnei Yisrael is the amount of, of descendants that came with Yaakov into Mitzrayim, and that's seventy. Let's say you have seventy nations. I got I got I, I recently came across the Ral Bag on that pasuk in the Parshas Hazinu. Hazinu, so the Ral Bag says um, that it's twelve. The Hashem gave gave out the different nations of the world to the twelve Mazolus, which correspond to the twelve sons of Yaakov Avinu. Not talking about the people that came down to Mitzrayim, but Parshas our Medrash in Parakhov Dalit says seventy. So that's where this number of seventy comes in. The Rabbeinu B'chayi in in Parshas Bahaleisra, he 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 brings a remiss to what we're saying over here in the Medrash. It's an interesting remiss. Moshe Rabbeinu said, "You know, how am I going to deal with all these people?" Six hundred thousand people, the nation that I'm in, in their midst. So he says, six hundred thousand. That the Anoichi, who's Anoichi? Anoichi is Hashem, is in in their midst to get to that number of six hundred thousand. So there's a remnant of the fact that Hashem is part of the Hashem Himself, is part of the Cheshbon of Shishim Ribui, whatever exactly that means. But, oh, so we, we have Rabbi Pomerantz's question. Really, the pasuk says in Parshas Kisisa. When they counted Bnei Yisrael the first time after they left Mitzrayim, so it says how many people were there? Six hundred thousand, six hundred three thousand three hundred three thousand three hundred fifty people came out. Were was was the amount of people that they counted um, in Parshas Kisiso the first time they counted after Yitzchak Mitzrayim. So then the Shaila is, 
how does that work? You know, when it says about six hundred thousand, so say what does it mean about? It means about because of this number of That's the kish yourself. Right? And then th- that would sort of contradict our Mandrish over here. That our Mandrish over here is saying that no Dafka is six hundred thousand and it was even six hundred thousand minus one plus Hashem is sort of a contradiction. So the Radas' question, the Radas says that you have to say that, no, really when they originally went out of Mitzrayim, it was exactly six hundred thousand minus one plus Hashem. A few months later when they did the counting, so then it was six hundred thousand six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty. They they had more people were born. That that's what the Radas says. Not more people were born, but more people joined reached the age. Of Me, oh reached the age. Okay. Or or both. He Certainly says both, but it, they're counting people above the age of no, he doesn't say he doesn't say if they were born or they reached. And also, age. it's yeah. different. Also, it's Same different idea. because Levim were in Kitisa were counted separately than that number. That was Yisrael. Yeah, that's Levim also Levim were counted problem. separately, but it was all the same in Mitzrayim as far as I know. But so it's also you have to. I mean, it's. I was. Now now that we're talking about it, it's time. I just like I, I thought of a little bit of a vart over here because. What's the Lashon of the Pasuk in Parshish in Boy? It says, right? So what are we bothered about? What's the Kishesh Me'ezvel Fragli? Right? So we said, that the Radal says that that's the Makar of the Medrash to say that it was minus one. Or we could, or we could say that maybe it's, you know, uh, uh, it's off by like 3,000 people or whatever. So we, we had in the last parak when we were talking about the, the what's it called, the Mokhara with I. So it says, how many people were killed? Like 36 people. So, so it wasn't like 36. So we said one shot. The Gemara says one shot is that it was Yoyer ben Menashe who was killed. And he's like 36 people because he's Shokul connected half of the Sanhedrin. And then we said the other shot is the Radak in Sefer Yeshua says that what's the Kishleishim Vishisha Ish? Like Ki, it says Chof Hashir. It's a Chof that functions as like an amount. So the amount of ki is like the amount, like the amount of. So here, kishesh means elif ragli would say like like the amount of, and then the shah is how did you get to that amount? If we have some sort of Masar that it was minus one, so he says, oh, Hashem also was in in the cheshbon, something like that. Right. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, Eser Pamim Amru Bnei Yaakov LeYosef Avdocha Avinu, ten times. The, the the children of when when this okay the Medrash is sort of backtracking now and going back to the original story of 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 Yosef. It's I don't know why it's doing it backwards, but this is why it's doing it. So when when Yaakov when the when Yosef's brothers were interacting with Yosef and they didn't know who he was, they thought they were interacting with you know the second in command of Mitzrayim. So it says the Medrash should be Shmuel. It says Esther Palmim Omer Bnei Yaakov Yosef Avdechavinu. The sons of Yaakov said to Yosef. Ten times they used the phrase Avdcha Avinu, our father, your servant. V'shoma Yosef es adover and Yosef heard this and he was quiet. Ushtika kaidoya damya, and silence is like is tantamount to admission. And so he was admitting that his father is his servant. And so that's a contradiction to the idea of kiburav. L'fichach. Therefore, it was shortened from his life ten years. Baizagolo says because we say that Kibud Av is 
It's a school kibud av. The reward for do, for fulfilling kibud av is arichus yamim. So the punishment for the opposite is the opposite. So that's why niskatsur mechayev eser shonim because he failed to 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 accomplish this darg of kibud av and he let himself hear avdecha avinu ten times. So he heard it ten times, so he lost ten years. And we talk of find that the pasuk says in the last pasuk in, Parsh, in, in Sefer Bereshis, it says that Yosef Hatzadik died when he was 110. And we know that stam lifetime of a person is supposed to be 120. So 120 minus 110 is 10, right? So Yosef <coughs> lost what, 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 what should have been 10 extra years of his life. The Radal says that oh, it's a bit difficult because other Shvatim lived for less than 120 years. So, like, why should we expect that Dafka Yisuf should live for 120 years? But that's that's more or less what the Medrash is saying over here. We're assuming that a person is supposed to live 120, and Yisuf only lived 110, so he lost 10 years because he heard Avdechalavinu 10 times. Stam interesting to Zach that in 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 archaeology they found they found the mythology of in Egypt. Where there's there's a blessing that you tell somebody that like the ideal lifespan is 110 years. It's a, an, an interesting idea how how that works with Yosef. Where where exactly that <laughs> where exactly that comes from? The 110 years. Okay, so so let, 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 let's get in a little bit more into into the kishkas of this. They Yosef heard, heard them say about his father Avdecha Avinu. Our father, your your servant. They they heard it ten times. Yeah. So the shadow is like this. Where's the ten times? So as the Bible Gadol correctly points out, there's one time in the parshas Mikates and four times in the parshas Vayigash. So that's five. So where do you get ten? So Bais Gadol says, and other Mufashim also say this. You get ten like this because they said it five times. Plus the translator Menashe, who is translating, they said it spoke to Menashe in Lashon Kodesh, and Menashe said it over to Yosef again in, in Egyptian. So Yosef heard it ten times because he understood Lashon Kodesh. So he heard the brothers say it five times, and he heard the translator say it another five times. So that's how you get the number ten. Yeah, but that's what the the Baisagodel says. The Zayisran and also says it. The Marzu says, says, says another pshat, and it, it, it could be that his pshat fits best with what with the with the with the language used in the in the medrash over here. He says like this: Yeah, they said it five times. But what does the medrash say? Ushtika Silence is like admission. So he heard it five times, and he was silent. And each time he was silent, it's as if he said it. So that's another five times. Altogether, you have ten. Meaning, we're not counting the translator, we're counting as if Yosef <laughs> heard it five times, and then he heard it another five times, because when he was silent, it's as if he said it. That's what the Marzu says. So, that means like this. The, the Marzu is saying sort of like a lumb de shavart. It's as if he said it. Now, the, 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 it re- this really goes into like a, a real lumb de shasugya. How do we understand the concept of shtika koyitoya? Right? If... You know, I take you to court. What's the concept of shikah? I take you to court. I say you owe me a hundred dollars. So what do you say? You say nothing, right? So what's Bezdin Paskin? Bezdin Paskin says, okay, you owe me a hundred dollars, right? Shtika kaida. So how do we understand this idea of shtika kaida? 
so you could understand that sort of like the way the Marzu is saying it over here by you not saying something you're you're basically just saying I admit that you I owe you $100 I just I don't I don't want to say it because you know it's embarrassing I'm not going to say it but but I'm admitting that it's true and basically Bezin is saying that by your admission you're high to pay me that's one way of understanding what the idea of Shikha Kaida is and that's it, it seems that, that that's how the Marzu understood it it's as if you said it but I was makabel from my Rebbe of Moshe Yisuf Moldaver in the name of his Rebbe, Rav Elias Svei Zatzal from, uh, from Philly. He says, that's not the Pshan Shtika Kodah. He says, the Pshan Shtika Kodah is like this. What is, what, what's the function of Beisdin? The function of Beisdin is when there's you know, a plaintiff and a defendant, right? There's two claimants and they have two claims. Beisdin comes in and they have to decide between the two claims and, and go one way or the other, right? Shtika Kodah says that when one claimant comes and he claims one thing, I claim you owe me $100, right? And the other guy, what's his claim? He doesn't have a claim. He doesn't say anything, right? So it's not Pshat as if he said that he admits it that he owes $100. No. The Pshat is that, okay, so Bezin only sees one side over here. There's only one story. So we'll assume that you're saying the truth. There's nothing, there's no, no one's arguing. Right? So we'll go with you. You said $100? Okay, $100. Uh, well, there's no, you, you automatically win because there's no one opposing you. There's no, there's no opposing, there's no opposing a uh, counterclaim. You automatically win. So if you understand that that's the lumbus, Shtika Kodah doesn't literally mean that being quiet is, is the same thing as admitting. It just means that in the practical ramifications, it'll be the same thing as admitting. But it's not as if you said those words. So, so, so it's not like the Mar- it's, right, it's not a really a Hodaya. So, what is Hodaya? What, 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 what? Say, say is Hodaya? What? What does it mean, Shtika Hodaya? Meaning, just like mm-hmm. if you would admit it, you lose. So, too, if you're quiet, you also lose. But that's not Hodaya. It's not a Hodaya. No, that's right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. It's, not a it's, just, it's just, at the end of the day, you lose both ways. You, you lose if you're quiet, just right. like you lose if you, if you, if you admit it. Yeah. That, that, that's who understands it. No. So that's not like the Marzu. It's an interesting, it's a very interesting way of looking at it. But Rishama Yosef Shaba Aviv Lekvumetzaim. Yosef, okay, we're going back to Rishama Yosef Shaba Aviv Lekvumetzaim. Yosef heard that his father is coming to the border of Mitzrayim, to the boundary of Mitzrayim. And he took all his men with him, and he went to visit to greet his father. And all of the nation came to greet the king. No, I'm sorry. Generally, all of the nation goes out to greet the king. But a king doesn't go out to greet other people. So then, Yosef was more or less the king. So why is he going out to greet his father? The king doesn't go out to greet people. People go out to greet the king. Not vice versa. Rather, it's coming to teach you that a person's father is like a king. So you go out to greet your father, even if you're the king, you go out to greet your father. Mm-hmm. So yes, even though he was the king, he goes out to greet his father, because his father is like his king. Rebbe Yomi Izmir has a different curse over here, that it says, A person doesn't go greet a person. I guess it means like don't doesn't go out to greet Stam a person. A difficult girsa. Rav Chaim Falachi says that he doesn't know where where his Rebbe or Leomi Israel got this girsa from. But there is such a girsa. But our girsa is Ein Hamelch Yitzchak Razadam. The Radal points out 
from this this story, you see that Yosef was very much Mechabed his father. That even though he was king, he went out and, and to greet his father, etc. So it's sort of like a contrast to the previous story. It's like for, over there we saw that, that you know he didn't do exactly the most that he could have, and over here we see that he did mamish the most that he can. We still have another few minutes. Rabbi Pinchas Aimer. Rabbi Pinchas says, "Sharsa ruach hakodesh al Yosef min urov va'ad yomaisay." Rabbi Pinchas says that ruach hakodesh, a holy spirit, rested upon Yosef from min urov from during his um, adolescence va'ad yomaisay until the day that he died. And that Holy Spirit would um, lead him in all sorts of wisdoms. The Radha says that like, he was able to interpret dreams, he was able to speak all the different languages, etc. Like a shepherd who leads his sheep, his flock. Shinamar, it says the Pasuk, it's referring to Hashem. Hashem is Raya Yisrael, he shepherds Israel. We say, Raya Yisrael, I'm sorry, Raya Yisrael Hazina. We ask Hashem, Shepherd of Israel Hazina, listen to us. Noyeg Katsayn Yosef. He, he, what's it called? He, he administers, he, Noyeg, he, he leads Yosef like sheep. He leads Yosef like sheep. So you see, that, you, you see that Hashem was leading Yosef. He was leading him like a, like a shepherd. He was, he was helping him out. Sort of controlling, administering. Mm-hmm. The Radal sort of expands a little bit on this. The Radal says that by Yaakov Avinu, when he gave his brachas before he died to Ephraim and Menashe, so he says, Halikim He referred to Hashem as Halikim, the God who shepherds me from you know from yonder until this day, till the day that I that, that he died. So Hashem was shepherding Yaakov Avinu his entire life. Right? And then over here, we're sort of juxtaposing Hashem leading Yaakov, you know, to Hashem leading Yosef. So too, we see that, that Hashem was leading Yosef his entire life. That he had a special Ruch HaKadosh that was leading him his entire life. I would read this as, and despite all of his Chachma, all of his wisdom, his Sisai Ishtay Shal the wife of Potiphera was able to seduce him into doing an Avera. And when Yosef wanted to go and do the Avera, he saw the image of his father. And then he turned backwards, he turned back, he didn't end up doing the Avera. And he conquered his Yetzirah. Right, he went. He was the pasuk says he was in a house alone with her. There was no man from the people of the household in the house except there was no no man there except for him and her. Right, and then he 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 ran away and she screamed and whatever. Right, Chazal tell us or Gemara and Saita Lamed Vavam and Beis the over there. Meaning. From the from the Anshe Abayis, from the people of the household, there was no Ish, but there was an Ish there besides Yosef and Eishes Paiti Pharaoh, who wasn't from Anshe Abayis. Who was that Ish? Tuchnei Shel Aviv, 
the image of Yaakov Avinu that appeared in front of him, mm-hmm. that that was what sort of inspired him to be Kavish as Yitzrayim. But, says the Vedrish, Shleisha, Kavshu, Yitzran, Lifne Yitzran. Three people conquered their Yitzer, their inclination, in front of their Yitzer, in front of the person who formed them, in front of Hashem. The Elohim, these are those three people. Yasef, Uvoyaz, Upalti bin Laish. Yasef, Boyaz, and Palti bin Laish. So Yasef, we know the story of Yasef with Aish's Patifar. Boyaz had the story with Rus, where she came to him in the middle of the night, and Boyaz felt that he can't do anything with her in the middle of the night because he felt that there was a closer relative who should really have first dibs marrying her. Uh, that was a bit of a crude expression, but yeah, that that's I think that's the way to say it. Upalti bin Laish, the story with Palti bin Laish was that um, the David Melech had married Michal Bas Shol with the foreskins of a hundred plishtim, and Shol sort of didn't 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 really want to admit that the kedushin was really there, and he was jealous of David, so he basically decided to like give Michal to someone else as a wife, as if she wasn't really married to David. So he gave her to this guy named Palti bin Laish. The Gemara says that Palti bin Laish he took a sword, and stuck a sword in between the in, in the bed between the two, and he said, you know, I'm not going to come close to you. And Palti bin Laish was such a sadik, he knew that that you know she was really married to David, or at least Suffolk married to David. He didn't want to do anything with her, so he was mamish living with the, living in the house with her as if they were married, but he didn't touch her. Hmm. So Yechud is not the right side. Well, yeah. Uh, and it was fitting to come out from Yosef twelve tribes. But because of the, uh, but at this story, when he was in the heat of the moment, when he was gonna be with Aisha's Pratifar and he didn't, Zera Asara Shvatim. From the tips of his ten fingers, the 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 the, the seed of ten of those tribes came out of his fingers. Shinamar it says in the Pasuk in the end of Hajaihi, it says and the zera of his finger, of his hands, the seed of his hands were scattered. So the seed came out of Yosef's fingers, and because he was supposed to have twelve tribes, and he lost ten of them because they came out of his ten fingers. Nishtarusham shnayim, two remained, because twelve minus ten is two. Menashe Ephraim. Menashe Ephraim. So that's why Yosef was zeichet to have two shvatim Menashe Ephraim. Um. What's the source of this? Uh, well, what's the source of this idea that Yosef? What's what's this is not not the source, but there are other midrashim that say yeah. this. But this is one of the sources. Yeah. But how do we know Yosef was supposed to have twelve kids? So the Radal says because it brings a Gemara that says Ela told us Yaakov Yosef. These are the sons of Yaakov Yosef. Just like told us Yaakov are twelve, so told us Yosef is also supposed to be twelve. Mm. Now I always had a difficulty with this. I don't know exactly how to understand this. And also, the Kubalim speak about like that Yosef did some sort of a vera over here by having a zera come out of his ten fingers. I don't know what that means because if you do something normal, let's say, and a nace happens and it ends up that you did an avera because of that nace, so how could you be held responsible? I didn't do anything. It was a nace. You, like you, you usually no matter no, you know, no matter how excited you are, so Zara is not going to come out of your fingers, right? So obviously it was a nace that Zara came out of his fingers. Because of Kavash I don't 
No, but it could be before he was Kavash Yisrael, so something else. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It, it seems like it's a contradiction. If it was Kavash Yisrael, so it doesn't mean that the, it came out of his fingers. I don't know. That's an Avera. But I think my question is also, like, yeah. it's an ace. It was an ace. He, was, he, he was, got punished, he, he lost punished. ten tribes. But it was almost like the like, schar for having Kavash as throw was that it didn't come out the normal way. It came out as a nace. Right. Which is not a carry. Yeah, so... Not a normal... It didn't come out of the Aver again. So I don't, I, this is not more confusing. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. The heavy of Haisha Alilais Dvorim, the woman put upon him Alilais Dvorim, she made slander against him. Vinichbash Bevetsuasurim Esar Shonim, and Yosef was locked up in jail for 10 years. Shom Pasar HaChalemet Shel Avde Farai, Ishka Chalemet Posar, there in jail he uh, interpreted the dreams of the servants of Pyro. Each man, according to the uh, according to his dream, he was able to interpret it. Kishem Shahayu Hadvarim. As, just like the like the matter was, just as he interpreted to us, so it was, etc. We're gonna Betson will stop over here, and that's basically the story of Yosef, how he ended up in jail, and we'll see from there. He goes on to Gedulo, he'll interpret Pyro's dreams and become the viceroy, etc. There's one one point over here is like this. It says over here in the Medrash that Yosef was in jail for how many years? Ten, Ten years. Yep. So now, we have to make a little bit of a chronological analysis of what happened. The givens are the Psukim. The Psukim says the Yosef was sold when he was... The Pasuk in Pashas Vayeshev says Yosef was sold when he was 17 years old. Right? Pasuk in Pashas Miketz says that Yosef was 40 years old when he stood in front of Paro. 30 years old, sorry. 30 years old when he stood in front of Paro. How many years is that? 13 years. So how do we get to 13 years? So Pashup Shat is, according to the bicycle, it says Pashup Shat, Yosef worked for Potiphar for three years. He was sold at 17. He worked for Potiphar for three years till he was 20, let's say. And then he was in jail for th- for 10 years till he was 30, and that's when he was in front of Paro when he was 30. That's what the bicycle says. But the Radal brings the Seder Oilam says a different, says that's not true. Seder Oilam says that Yosef was only in, working for Paitifar for 12 months. He only worked for Paitifar for one year. And Seder Elam says that Yosef was in jail for how many years? 12 years. So that's how you get the Cheshman of 13. Right? So the question really is, is Pekid the Blazer arguing again on Seder Elam? Seder Elam says he was in jail for 12 years. Pekid the Blazer says he was in jail for 10 years. So both the Radal and the Marzu um, proposed this explanation and it's really based on all the Midrashim as well that you could say that Yosef was in jail for 10 years and he was also in jail for 12 years meaning like this initially Yosef was hired to be put in jail as an Oynish for saying Lashon Hara against his 10 brothers so he got a punishment of 10 years in jail and that's what the Midrash means over here it says he was in jail for 10 years but on top of that he was also got another 2 years why? For bad behavior, <laughs> for bad behavior, right? Because when he spoke to the to the Saramashkim, so he said to the Saramashkim, um, "Don't forget, don't forget." Was he? What did he say? What's the lotion? Um Whatever he said, don't forget me and remember me. 
go tell Pyro about me and my dream interpreting abilities. So he was relying on the Saramashkima and he repeated it twice. So it's another two years because he said it twice. So two years. So that on top of the ten years, it's two years. So when our manager says he was in jail for ten years, that means ten years before he was hired for another two years. The initial ten years. That's how you could explain it and say that the, our Medrash over here is not arguing on the Seder Olam. But then the Seder Olam is correct in saying he was by Potiphar one year. And yes. Over here it doesn't say anything, I guess. It doesn't say anything, right. So just, okay. Okay. Shkoyach. Kol Tuf.